Blog Talk Radio. Mm. On this new moon, it's uh, new moon is um, 
I believe today, uh, yesterday, yeah. today, and tomorrow. Mm. No better time than to uh, bring in this new fiscal year. Now, what's crazy is that uh, if we were to start off, if I were to just jump in, I would ask you, how was your day this year? And uh, are you ready it's for the next going. hour? Indeed. Sure, it's sure still is. going. Have you heard... Have you heard, okay, this is weird because I didn't talk to you today, so this is exciting. Have you heard about the whole wave? I got it. I'm jumping right in. You know me. The whole wave right now that's taking place, first of all, you know, there's a lot going on with uh, these sexual harassment claims and just, you know, women speaking out, um, expressing what they feel uh, took place years ago and whatever, because there's never an expiration if you've been violated, of course. But what I find interesting in certain situations now is that, you know, recently with the Ansees Ansari uh, confessional where he, you know, came out and said, well, you know, I thought it was consensual, but I, you know, after speaking to the young lady, you know, we came to, you know, I, I spoke to her. I wanted to hear her out. Basically, there was a young woman that went on a date with Ansees Ansari, if I'm even getting his name right, and, you know, master of none. Uh, ruler of all, and I say this to say, you know, we don't know who these people are like outside of what we see them on, on screen or on television. And, you know, a couple of comedians, and the weird thing is about that, I just said the other day, these comedians have interesting lives because if you study like a C.K. Lewis or you, uh, you study any, did I get his name right? Is it Lewis Clark and then it's C.K.? I actually name. Okay, so Louis C.K., you know, you can kind of tell that these are the environments in which they learn to kind of be healthy and express themselves and have good dialogue, you understand? But in watching them and, and enjoying standing up, stand-up comedy, I've always been like, all right, some of these men are a little, you know, intense and interesting. I wonder what they're like outside of this forum. So, okay, he goes on this date to switch it back to Ansi. He goes on this date and this girl... You know, it's like, well, I didn't really want him to finger me, and, you know, this ended up happening, that ended up happening. And, you know, of course, compassion, empathy, we feel for every, you know, I felt for her. But at the same token, I'm like, how did you get yourself in a situation? Okay, I get it. That's ignorant. You're on a date. Things is cool. This is a dude from a television show. You know, he kind of presses up. You pull back a little he, you know, takes your pullback maybe as like, all right, she's kind of, you know, she, she, she wants this master of a nun. So maybe he did push up, I definitely believe, you know, the woman. But there's a part of me that's also like, how do you have a dude slip his fingers in your vagina and in the moment not say, yo, I'm not feeling this? Not all women are verbal. Not all women speak outright with, you know, their voice. I'm not saying that if there isn't an, a, a verbal no, that men still can't understand nonverbal cues. Am I not right? There's still nonverbal cues that take place. A man can feel yeah. when they've gone too far. All right, so Definitely. do you feel that, that all of these claims are like, it, it, are, are women just take, what do you what do you think? That's my question. What do you think this year? Do you think that some About. women are actually maybe putting themselves um, kind of putting themselves in situations for things to get a little heated. Like, you know, I, I know not to go into a car with a man after two at night, you know, and have on a short skirt. I'm not inviting. I'm not saying that this is what I'm inviting, but I don't put myself in the lion's den if I don't expect to, to you know, be, be approached by a lion. Get a roar. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, I think it's all a part of the show in the end because everybody, they have been sexually manipulating these people who choose to be involved in that form of entertainment since it started, since Hollywood was in Florida, since uh, all of the mm-hmm. movies they was doing was called stag movies and all of that, and it was all based mm-hmm. on the exploitation of uh, women, uh, so-called mm-hmm. blacks, in the form of the minstrel shows and the, and the blackface and the, and the birth of a nation, all that type of stuff. It's like it's like Oprah 
got the Cecil B. DeMille Award. But, like, wasn't Cecil B. DeMille the, the guy same. that did Birth of a Nation? And wasn't that, like, the the only Ku Klux Klan film that inspired <laughs> over a hundred and some odd years of lynching? So Ma- it's like Massacres, absolutely. Right. But then on top of that, I've seen pictures of Oprah with Weinstein Harvey. hugged up with oh, cause that's Trump her boy. hugged up with, right. I even seen one where they had a picture of Oprah with this little with this little white girl and Harvey Weinstein, and she was basically like introducing us. So you know she was already involved with all of that stuff in terms of NCs as an individual. I think that he's just a part of a culture that when people sign up to be involved with that, they mm. are willing supplicants. In whatever mm-hmm. goes whatever along comes with, that. with of whatever you know what comes with, like, absolutely. And you're right; it is an individual. It is an, but it's easier to, to it, of course, because this woman said something and came. You know how it's easier to attack someone like an ANSES than someone like Seal that may go, you know, and bring up, you know, bring the point up that hey. The same woman who received this award, Oprah right, Winfrey, she's a handler. is still the same person that, you know, you know, saddled with people like Harvey Weinstein. So then it opens up the conversation to say, right. did and look Oprah know now. about these? Uh, of course, yeah, did, Oprah, did Oprah know about this before? And if so, was she a part? And if so, how long? If, 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 let's say she's, From the beginning. She's, she's, the ther- she's the couch From the therapist, beginning. right? So if you're the couch therapist, you mean to tell me in over 25, 30 years in your profession of being entrusted with people's secrets and with people's stories that not one woman from Hollywood has come to you before 2017, 2018, and has said to you, hey, you know, I experienced X, Y, and Z. I I really, the, the probability is so high that we would have to be ignorant to think that it didn't happen. And then that opens up the conversation to say, wow, how, you know, if these people are involved, then look at this human spirit and wanting to be actually absolved from any type of responsibility, because that's really what it comes down to. If this is such a community with the way that they're expressing that it is, then you understand. Right, right, then how, but, is but, it that, that, how is it that one isn't able to take responsibility and say, well, you know, I've heard about these things taking place because of what you said previously, which is that they've all contractually agreed and that this is part of the egregore that comes along with being in what we, we, we see as Hollywood. What I'm saying is also that there, Hollywood falls under this thing called the Lucifer Trust, you know? And that is something that is invested in the contracts that these people sign, whether they know it or not. You know what I'm saying? So this is not to say that everybody in Hollywood or entertainment is involved with blood sacrifices, rituals, and things like that. Or is aware. Or even knows about that. But what it is to say is that they are part of a culture where at the very top, are this is generational what pedophiles, mm-hmm. are generational pedophiles who use the, the prestige that they are able to obtain through the light of other people to lure other people into the same rape culture that they're a part of. You know what I'm saying? If you're not a part of the so rape like, like, culture, then you mm-hmm. can't really say that. Like, it's like, like they're parts of, of, Africa, India, where rape is like what we would consider rape. People don't consider it as that. That's not to say that's not what it is, but it is to say that in that culture, if you're not a part of that, you see what I'm saying? You can only like speculate on the aspect of it. But when you take all of the data and all of the historical ramifications that goes with the establishment of this industry that people are literally selling their souls to be in you got to say well you you did kind of sign up for that (laughs) absolutely but then there's also but then but then to also you know address those that are you know and i'm not saying innocent in terms of uh innocence but i'm saying innocent in in equation of ignorance or not knowing 
um, when you are not aware of something, there are those people that still do exist. And I'm not trying to be contradictory or um, or antithesis, but I'm just bringing up the the energy or the the point that some people aren't aware of all of that. And those, you know, yeah. of course, the willing supplicants and all these other things. But you know, I think this is when we have to to delineate that there's different levels and that there's different tiers because. You know, it's like someone that's going into something with the intent of it being good. We still know, okay, even though your intention to be a good policeman in, you know, the academy is great, but the academy within itself is sullen. So there is not that much that you're going to be able to get out. I, I, I understand what you're expressing, but there's still, you know, where do we say, hey, there's a little bit of compassion or empathy or we have to still you know, be understanding of those that might not have even known that what you're talking about is even a possibility or even something that uh, is I, I agree. Is real. I agree with what you're saying. I'm just thank you. That's, I agree with what you're saying. I'm just saying that, like whether we like whether we you're like saying it in or addition, not, we are it's still there. Like whether we, as an example, whether we see ourselves as like what. Like what we see ourselves is, is is what we are. But like we can't stop what the mechanism that was going on prior to us being born into it labels people as. It's only it's up to Absolutely. you it's like, when you get to a position like, to then mm-hmm. define yourself analogous to Which that goes, or as a part of that. So Absolutely. Like, which is, we saw which Britney is, Spears. I'm sorry. Not going. Sorry. We we saw Britney Spears downward spiraling. We saw uh, what's her name, Gary Coleman, going through what he was going through. We seen all countless Corey Haim, Feldman. Um, the it's countless for years and years. People have been talking about this. It's only now though that the situation is coming to a head because it's kind of piggybacking off of what happened as the last so-called U.S. president left. You had this open worldwide leaking of of uh, these documents that basically exposed the different hierarchies of this human trafficking, pedophile, you know, extortion, whatever ring that they've been doing for all these mm-hmm. years. So all of this mm-hmm. wave of like pedophiles getting locked up at Disney, and all of these teachers mm-hmm. having the sex Disney with ring. these people, mm-hmm. right? All of these it's think about more it, all pronounced. these sex offenders, right, becoming more pronounced because people are actually now getting sealed indictments against themselves. You know, people, especially people. Well, it's like places. what we talked so, about. Like what we talked about a couple of years ago in terms of having to wait for the wave of something or to wait for something, yeah. you know, it's just the waiting room when you kind of sometimes say, well, you know, it's not something that we can prove or we can say without a shadow of a doubt because, you know, it's all speculation until there's a group or a, a, a certain amount of people in cohesion that come out together and say something, you know, mm-hmm. you just look like the crazy dodo bird standing on the corner like don't go inside don't go inside and everybody's like what are you talking about it's gorgeous it's wonderful in there and you have to be like you know what i have to allow this to happen and let everybody go inside and then once they come out they'll realize well i'm like don't go in you understand but this is this is what call patience and having some endurance is you know comes into play as well and that that's the you know yeah, I mean, Sorry, it's, it's all, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's that coupled with, you know, the awareness and allowing yourself to see things sometimes as they are, as they are, and not how, like, we may want them to be. So, like, what you said mm-hmm. with the compassion, I think all of this is happening globally due to a lack of compassion and overall apathy that humans have based upon them patterning themselves after um, a version of what they think humanity should be. So some people would call that white supremacy or things like that. I just look at it as a a means to move people out of being people. They want themselves. people to mm-hmm. be totally uh, non-human, 
So all of this is leading like the the, the sex dolls, the the fake hair, the fake breasts, the man weaves, the penis extensions, like all of these things are about getting people to not be people anymore. And one thing I'm learning about um, America or being a, uh, what people perceive as an American is that it's really, at the core of it is a, it's about freedom, you know what I mean, like really being free. And you almost got to love freedom enough to where if somebody else Challenges. feels that mm-hmm. they are free, by being mm-hmm. enslaved or enslaving themselves, whether voluntarily or involuntarily, you got to support that. And I think that yeah, you have to let it be. So-called mm-hmm. black people is losing because they trying to get all black people to see things so-called one way, and they're never going to do I'm that saying. now, based upon the fact that they haven't accepted that they are really all people in one. You know what I mean? Like, they, we got the blood of everybody in the world in us, but everybody else don't. <laughs> so that creates this, yeah, this but... microcosm of people being able to to use our lack of self, sense of self, against us. And when I say people, I'm talking about, like, black people, too, against their own self. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, and this is why for me, I understand what you're saying, and I'm willing to listen, but this is also why for me there's a part of um, where I have to to say I understand, but the more in which I try to, you know, at one point you got to say, okay, when am I going to stop thinking about how what someone else doesn't have is going to affect what I am going, like the the race and the awareness, everything that you said is factual, but in today's, today's reality, everybody is mixing with everyone, regardless of whatever, whomever, whatever. The goal, of course, is like what you said, to have everybody not be who they are, to, to interbreed, to interbreed. All this has been taking place. It's just you know the microscope is a little bit, a little bit more focused, and things are a little bit more turned up, and we're able to see it with a little yeah, bit more clarity. I think the agenda is media. more apparent now. It's, that's all. It's I'm more apparent, it's but it's always been agenda. absolutely. But that's why apparent. I like, I, I like, you know, for myself not to say thing. But that's something that I realized years ago. I was way too invested in it, an emotional space. But they're like ways, exactly. and there are places where people go and then they go, you know what, I was, you know, that ra- in that radical space for a while. And then I learned this, that, and the third, you know, the radicalness sometimes for me at least also takes place or the experiences where I've been most radical take place where certain liberties that I, I feel are being threatened or challenged or certain things have been taken. So it doesn't even have to happen to me per se. I just can feel passionately about something that I think should be like, like let's say a concept everybody should be able to ride this uh, ferry bus for free, you know. I, and then let's say, like, one day someone's like, oh, no, we're going to charge people that wear blue jeans $2.50. I don't know. You know, I'll be like, well, why? Why don't the people that get – I will be one of those people that probably will speak up. For those people that, you know, it, it doesn't mean anything at the end of the day, but so many people don't speak up about things if it's not affecting them anymore. And that's really where I'm – where I'm going with the thought. Right, and that goes with the breakdown of, of what I was saying, with the breakdown of, of humans being able to relate to each other as human beings. That whole concept, like it's more important to have likes than to be liked. You know what I mean? It's more oh, important absolutely. to establish yourself. And it's, order, it's better to have a social media presence than a personal presence. So in a and this is why. Society, you got to allow people to be where they're at. And this is, no, I was going to say it goes right into what I talked to you about how many people, it's a side joke. It's like that joke with people like, well, what does does this deer have an Instagram page? Does he have a Twitter? Like, no, he doesn't. But instead of asking me, you should ask the deer why he doesn't have an Instagram page or a Twitter page. And what I think is so pristine about life right now is that everybody has the freedom 
to basically exercise what they want to do. And what I really respect about you, Asir, is years ago, over 10 years ago, you were like, look, Facebook, Facebook. I don't even know. And when we moved out here, I remember being like, you know what? It's nothing for me. It's like, it's like picking and choosing your, what you value. Would you rather someone that, you know, read 15 books a week or someone that, you know, plays 15 video games a week? Some people are really great gamers, and that's wonderful. And some people are really great readers. The freedom should be given to both to be able to experience what they want. And back in the day, I didn't, we weren't really in a space of even thinking about these mediums of modalities because, you know, when we started, you know, just being in a space of being passionate about sharing certain things, that was way bigger than anything, way bigger than us, way bigger than romance, way bigger than all these superfluous things that can sometimes free people from actually doing things that are bigger than them, right? So like this show, bigger than me and you, but what I realized is that I've been taken down a, a path that I didn't necessarily plan on going down. You know, when we started this, we didn't know how enigmatic, how many people, how many younger people would want to do similar things, which was wonderful, but it created so much energy that eventually someone had to be like, you know what, if everyone wants to rock with this and invest in this and believe in fire burners and moving water with your mind, like, no doubt, no doubt. I reach out Carlos Castaneda, but if people are really believing that this energy is going to do all of this for them, you know what? I'm going to have to step back and let them do that because if I say, this is a charlatan, it's not real. Can you not see that it's full of shit? Then I'm going to look like the hater. I'm going to look like the non-believer. I'm going to, all of that. So you quiet up and you pull back and you say, wow, not only that, but Am I, is this allowing me to become angry? Am I, are the sum of my parts adding up? If certain things aren't adding up, no matter how much you give, it's up to you to pull back and say, I have to redirect where this boat is going. And I think that that's something that we both had to take responsibility for. There was a time in my life just based on threats, and I laugh because I say, I remember when people used to shout, hey, I'm going to do this, that, and the third to her. I want to sing to this, and I have, you know, I'm going to rape you. Like, people are not well, and when people are not well, they go rampant. They go crazy. They get reptilian. They get ferocious, and I was like this little doe deer with all this energy. I know how to fight, but in actuality, I don't want to fight. I shouldn't be fighting. I shouldn't have to feel as though I have to hide the things that bring me joy in a corner. I shouldn't be separated from the things, but these, all of this comes with experience and comes with saying, well, rather than what I hope to happen, let me take responsibility for what it is we bring out in others, for what it is people might feel they can contribute or not. And at those moments, I was like, you know what? I don't want to sound and feel this vibration coming from me anymore. And that took me having to step back, reevaluate, and say, well, after doing this, that, and the third, for this long, there should be certain balance. After giving, like the way that you guys did for so long on the show, there should be no interruptions. We should be able to afford this, that, and the third. And if we're not, then it's up to us to, to you know, realign these pieces on the board. But the same thing, I valued so much that you made a choice back in the day and was like, if I'm going to do all of this in real time, then I don't know, I'm, I don't even know how to set up a this, that, and a third. So it wasn't anything for me to do, but I wasn't doing that. Just to let you know, I never did, or and I was going to say, I never did those things to be controlling or to dominate or to steer your career. Like, are you kidding me? Sometimes... It's like, wow, this person needs help with this. Let me step up because no one else is. And what I appreciate about having known you throughout the years is that you've never made me feel like that wasn't the case. We came to each other's aid when we really needed help. And I never 
thought that in being a support that that would be misconstrued as being controlling or as though I wasn't focused on things for myself. And then when years pass, you realize, like, wow, in order for me to have balance in my life, I'm going to have to pull back out of all these energetic contracts in order to start my own business, in order to have consistency for my son. And all of these things aren't told to you in a handbook, and we definitely didn't have a whole bunch of friends or a surplus of people around that wanted to contribute. So at that point, it made me feel as though this wasn't something that we should be doing like this, because energy is supposed to attract wealth, not take away. And the more we gave, the more it seemed was being taken from us. And that's when I said, oh, no, 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 something's got to give, you know, and it, it had to give in order to become something greater. So I appreciate that, but that's really why you don't have an Instagram page, not because you planned on it, but... If you've helped over 80 people with their passports and with establishing nationality, then how is that going to look official on a Twitter page if you're like, oh, passport number 23? Like, it starts to become a, 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 like a marketing tool, and you can't market things that are this real and that should be valued in a private setting. But then how are you going to be recognized in a private setting if you don't make yourself publicly known? And this was the fickle balance. This is the medium of balance. Do you not agree? Yeah. It's a, it's a constant understanding of being able to know what you're capable of, you know, capable of doing within a given time without putting unwanted burden on yourself or your family. But in the greater scope of things, that's how people deal with their job and deal with their parents and their spouses. Absolutely. And, you know what I'm saying? It's the, it's the, it's the, the constant compromise. One of the symptoms, well, it's one of the symptoms mm-hmm. of growing up or living in this so-called postmodern society that, even though we can only really control what we can control, we can do so much more if we allow ourselves the ability to look at things from somebody else's perspective. And one thing you always strive to do was bring that to the forefront in terms of me, which gave me a greater confidence in being able to negotiate being and participating mm. in things that when I spoke, mm. told people that I wasn't going to do this and this is what was going to happen from it all of those years ago and all of those things wind up happening, it just gives greater credence to being able to allow things to manifest in the manner that they're supposed to without always feeling like you got to be the one to stand up and do this and speak to this and that. Mm-hmm. Like, what they wanted mm-hmm. to do or what they did with the conscious community was create cults of personalities to get people to rally around and then bring the counter thesis to those people to then create a constant state of intellectual. They basically weaponized information and made people so intellectual that they became inert in order for them to do anything. It was like so much information, you don't know what to do. So out of all of that, of course, the Moors is going to rise to the top because that is the only thing that dealt with what everybody is talking about now, mainly Africans ain't from Africa, African-Americans ain't from Africa, nationality, getting your finances and estates and trusts and things like that correct, being able to have a business that's not taxed to death under the auspices of what everybody else is doing. And being able to have a community of people who support that ideal, what I'm mm-hmm. have seen, and allowing out of people all of this, to be able to support what they want, absolutely. Right. What you seen out of all of this? Mm-hmm. What I saw out of all of this was that there is a war against melanated, which means carbonated people born with heavy carbon in the in the dermis, 
it's a heavy need for those people to not have an identity that's distinctive to their own American experience. So Absolutely. if transgenders can become mm-hmm. whatever, and if these people can become, everybody can become everything else. But when you start talking about what you want and what you are based upon where you've always been, then it becomes a situation where everybody get kind of nervous. So I always look at it like, well, there must be something to it <laughs> if nobody mm-hmm. really want to deal with it. You dig? But what I see is all of these other things coming as distractions to allow us to not work together. So those of us mm-hmm. that do will. Those of us that Absolutely. don't <gasps> Oh, my God, the call. We know. have calls. Do you have the oh, switchboard? Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, okay. I can. Uh, hold on. Please. I am not in control. Is, um, of that. Anything good over there? Anybody want to call in? The number is. I think you. Uh, guest call in is three four seven six. Is it set up the same way? Yeah, I'm just reading the number. Okay. The guest call I'm in sorry. number is three four seven <laughs> six three seven three zero five one. If anybody um, wants to call in, again, this is the first uh, soft launch of Super Heavy Radio. Thank you guys for calling in and coming in. If anybody has anything to say, I'm going to switch over And I have so many now. questions that people ask, but I'm like, you know, instead of bombarding and it being things, sometimes things need to start off organically. Anybody, if you have yeah, a call so, there, you can think, or you can just pick it up. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But... I'm willing yeah. to answer anything, you guys. I'm really not, you know, thing. Yeah. But the last couple of years, you know what I wanted to say? It's been good to take time to reevaluate and to be on some back to the basics, like reading about herbs every day and how to help with headaches and how to alleviate tension and stress without, you know, manipulation of someone else's energy or, you know, using sex as a, as a, a weapon of, of, what, what's this thing Mass that I was destruction. The, That, absolutely. Or just this Gabrielle Union, which I totally, I'm like, every whatever advice anyone feels is directed to them. I support Gabrielle Union saying what she feels she needs to say, as any woman should. But I do not agree that having sex with a multitude of men is going to equate for every woman sexual liberation and empowerment. I don't know where and how empowerment became muddled with sex. The two are not China. in the same. Absolutely. But they got that merged. Woman they got merged with black had, feminism. Absolutely. Had nothing to do with where we were and what we should have been as a, as a people, as a woman, as women. Yeah. Like, yeah, just because we can treat our vaginas as penis, absolutely doesn't mean that we need to. You understand? Right. And so, but you know, again, what I want to say about that is I, I agree. Like, everybody should feel that they should do what they want to do. And they're doing that. But everything comes with a consequence. So, you know, what I think is kind of left out is, yeah, you can tell young girls that, Gabrielle Union, but the one side, side slip is you might only attract men that are just as loose with themselves so if you want to be with a multitude of men, then you're going to have to be with a man that's accepting of that in their woman. And there's just different levels of men. The type of men that nah. I've met in my life would not entertain a woman that dealt with that, not because they would judge her for not doing what she wanted, but they would also know that that equated to also inviting a lot of energy that they might not have been aware of, and even if they were it becomes very succubi on a very, very interesting reptilian level when you have multitudes of sex, meaning like, let's say, a different partner a night, like, like, right. like a lot. 20 lovers in a month. I know girls that have 10 lovers in a month. It is a lot, but I don't only do like those that, that too. don't. Absolutely. I don't do like that, too, but people. what I'm saying is, but, what, but you to know, add on what you're saying is it's not, that's 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 the overall result. But I think also what she is a part of, that's what I was saying. She's a part of a culture and an agenda that Absolutely. is based and bases control and ascendancy through sex. So once 
sex was bonded with feminism, and then they they tricked black women into wanting to be like, you know, the, the rest white, of these white the chicks, new white these men new white chicks and shit. Or the new white that women. Was, mm-hmm. That was their bait and switch because that's when all the white chicks started going after the black men. But and now that people are starting to wake up to that, you know what I'm saying? It's basically kind of like too late. So the agenda that she's right. promoting is is getting more women to be more open, let's say, to the different the influences mm-hmm. of these men in the experience so that way they don't try to build a relationship with one guy or somebody that's in that. So that way the nice guys always overlook, you know what I'm saying? That's part of the game. We've been watching that since the Breakfast Club. Like this is how they've been Absolutely. pumping this Absolutely. whole thing. And we talked about that as well. And just in terms of, you know, even the difference in coming, just sharing stories of, all right, you know, when, when you make a decision about something, the reality is very different for men than it is for women. And, and it's not to be, you know, for a while there was a part of myself that was like, I knew these things. But then in experiencing and saying, wow, you know, um, just how women are dealt with in today's society. You know, we had the conversation and it's like, you know, there's a lot more fear. And you said, you know, when a man feels as though they have to take responsibility or commit to one person or, you know, just say a man usually knows that pretty pretty early on with a woman. At least you expressed that with me. Like, oh, I knew I couldn't be on some right away. But that wasn't anything that I necessarily, you know, 18 years ago put out there. I was very, very like, well, because I'm in this state, I don't know. I guess, you know, I made, I made a decision and knew, well, just because I'm, you know, in this state doesn't mean that every guy that I meet is going to be as well. So I met men and I didn't necessarily expect, you know, I wanted to hear where men's experiences were rather than me say what mine were and then make them afraid of even entertaining, communicating with me. Because if I'm not doing this, that, and the third, oh, God, she's just going to lock me down and this, that. When really it's like, no, it just happened to be, you know, I was with someone for eight years. We were, you know, we were all these things when you're young. I didn't plan on being a virgin when I met you at all, you know. But I'm thankful that I was because, you know, that's where I was then. It's like, why would I be thankful for something that I wasn't experiencing? It's the same thing. I didn't experience having certain experiences, so why would I think that after 15 years I would just jump into that? That, that to me, is some people do those things, like they feel they've missed out or they feel that part of identifying or getting to know themselves as people is having experiences with other people. How crazy, how is getting to know yourself equate to having sexual experiences with someone else. It doesn't. You'll know aspects of how you react to energy. You'll know aspects of certain parts of physicality. But getting to know yourself means spending time with you. It doesn't mean hopping from one lover to the next, meaning not giving yourself a little respite. And, you know, I say that to say a man that's with a woman for like 10-plus years, is looked at totally more invitingly than a woman by society because at least a woman knows, hey, that man can be focused. That man can stay committed. That man was just respected by one woman. And that man's value goes right through the air. But a woman, if she's with a man for 15 years, that's great. She can compromise. She can be loyal. Some men might see that as extreme value. But what I do know is it's also seen as I'm not really following that lead because at the end of the day, that person was in a consistent relationship with someone. And what you said to me is very true. People are much more apt to be uh, in spaces where they are, they like inconsistency more than, than consistency. So, you know, we're all left, we're all left with what it is we create, but at the end of the day, it's to know yourself. It's to say, okay, if you, did, if you haven't experienced those things, don't listen to women that have and think that you can just jump on the same journey and think that's the most ludicrous thing to do, to think, well, you know, most women experience this, that, and the get over a breakup, 
you have to have sex with a new guy. According to who? According to women that might have done that and realized it might not have been the best way to get over their, their you know, a loved one? All of these things that, that women go through in life, I, I think that we need to talk about it more because there's so much to be learned and there's so much to be experienced through communication rather than just thrusting yourself in something because all I knew is that if something doesn't feel right based on how good things were for so long, you don't, you don't not value that. Sometimes people just look at their lives as the things that aren't going well rather than the things that have. You know, so for myself as well, it's like, okay, well, even though I'm not doing this, that, and the third, that was the hardest decision to make, giving up something you really enjoy because you respect something or because you know it might not be the best thing for you to be experiencing anymore. And I know that that was really hard, but what I respect is the fact that you allowed me to express such to you. You understand? Because some people don't even have that in their in their relationships where they feel they can express something and say, look, I know I've been doing this for this long, but something feels, you know, off or does it. And it's the hardest thing. That was the hardest thing for us to go through. You understand? And I apologize because it's off timing for what it is someone else expects and wants to experience. But what do you do in life if you're supposed to be in this relating ship? Do you just go down you know, lakes and rivers and say, hey, <laughs> I'm just experiencing, you know, certain things that are, that might not be healthy in long term. My whole thing is if emotionally and mentally and physically, it can be wonderful if it's all united. But once that uniting is there for so many years, it's very difficult to just be in a space and say, you know what, this, that, and the third is off, but we definitely know how to smash, so let's just go to that. We feel the difference. So I didn't want to put you through that. You understand? I wanted to take some time and say, after 13 years, something, something should be in a space where we both can look back and see certain support in our lives, not just with one another, but, but with what this union should attract. You understand? Yeah, I do. It really and becomes think, you know, about... What it is that you choose to share, you know what I mean? Like, that's mm. the difference between men and women. Like, I don't long term and really short. get into that, you know. I don't really um, get into the aspect of what I want. Like, I think part of getting older is realizing what it is that you want and what it is that needs to be in order to allow things to occur. What you need. And Absolutely. One experience I've had in my life is being in positions to have to allow things to go. And in that, um, allow whatever is supposed to manifest to manifest. manifest. And within that, I just appreciate you, you being honest you with me. The whole Absolutely, and I appreciate you being as honest with me as you could have during the last, you know, four years because when you interrupt something that even yourself become used to, it can be quite an adjustment of energy to just say, okay, well, you know, what we do have is this amazing this, and I think that so many women and parents and people get really caught up in in punishing one another for things that don't go well and that don't happen instead of thinking about what they can preserve. And I don't know if it's because, you know, when we met, there was so much tumultuous energy with, you know, what I... Well, everybody has stories about what happened. Everybody has stories about what happened or how we met or how they know us and things like that. And a lot of people... But even even in the stories, what what it is is... What were you going to say? I'm sorry. I was going to say even in the stories, stories are stories, but... What I really love is that, you know, it's like talking to someone that has been in something for two years and someone that's been in something for 12. You know, I know what it's like to be with one person for 15 years because I did that, regardless of it being ludicrous or you should have stopped that. But I don't want it to also come off like that's the, the crux of, like, 
you or like that that's something a choice that a person's choice that you made that's not something that everybody needs to make for themselves but I also don't think that it's mm. somehow an odd choice to make despite what society says or whatever that there's, there's more women Absolutely. that make those choices that that make those choices then are celebrated and because most don't most women don't support and and celebrate that aspect of their sexuality um it's just not it becomes a thing about. where mm-hmm. well it's not spoken of or put out there like that's like a viable option just like everything else like just like you could go out Absolutely. there and do all that you don't have to you could channel that into something else or whatever. And Absolutely. it's the same thing. What I'm saying also it's the same thing with guys. But see with us, Absolutely. because we are the progenitors of life on a on a let's say on a archetypical level, men are given certain um uh passes for how they are sexually. But nowadays it seems like hmm. the only people that's that's hyper sexualizing women is women. It's like they doing it to themselves or putting themselves. And I'm saying I'm now when I speak mm-hmm. of this, I'm talking about like on TV and what's marketed to people. The, You're this, right. This, I, this, I can this agree. This archetype that's being marketed is actually turning, is turning men to celibacy. <laughs> it's actually turning, <laughs> turning men like I'm, to yeah, like, want to have stable yeah. relationships. It's actually, Making Which niggas so actually dope. step up, you know. At the Which same so time, it's, it's making niggas like, well, I can't get this from a, a a man, a woman, so I'm gonna get it from this woman-looking man. Like niggas is actually entertaining it, and this is crazy for people coming from our era because it was like it, that wasn't what you did. But now that it's so, they've phased into this this alternate realities, alt-right reality. It's like niggas say they feel like they they want to do. So I'm like in a climate like that, you can only maintain what you got to do with your family, and and be honest, like you said, with communication, which I think to sum up what tonight's opening show is really preliminary show. I think was about was really like clearing up or putting out there, you know, getting past a lot of the the drama. Because when people, when you listen to those shows from the years we did them, oh my God, you can I can't hear all of the stuff there, the that pain. we went through. Uh-huh. Yeah, because, and just to get the and, information and to I'm, the people. And I'm sorry that so many of those and I don't moments think people, I allowed to trickle into our real lives. And I blame feeling not feeling protected. Really I blamed you for having certain energy around. And we couldn't control oh, all mean. that. And it wasn't until years later, you know what I'm saying, that I I could say, like, you know, I would have never met this, that, and the third if it wasn't. But at the same token, I would have never met this, that, and the third if it wasn't. So, you know, yeah, everything So you got to take what you get. Everybody's absolutely. Time, right? and absolutely. that's what I think the whole thing and we've is. Learned, open we've communication. Learned a lot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Works. Open and communication then, for people. And that's what we've noticed just as individuals is that, you know, um, regardless to who or what, it's like, what do you? I've watched I've watched women really and not figure out ways to deal with anger, just use situations that they don't even believe in to uh, create boundaries or to create chaos or to put people through things. Like one thing I want to commend and honor, you know, other couples out there that aren't inactive or in whatever. It's like I had to say to someone the other day. You know, they're like, oh, it's been that long. It's like, well, you know, I've known this person for a quarter of my life. Did I, you know, I didn't really, the, the expectation of feeling as though you're never going to know. How do you just go so outside of the scope of knowing someone that you decided to have a child with? You know, even if it, is that on your end? What was that? Like, a, easy. is it over? Uh, actually, I don't know what that down to the last, that was the thermos. But actually, it's down to the last like, oh. five minutes. Okay. Jeez, that okay. That's cool. Um, it's just to say, you know, you don't, you, you just don't do stuff that doesn't make sense, people. And I'm just grateful that we're in a space where we can read different people's opinions and allow them to be understood and 
allow people to digest them the way that they should. And um, also just say, you know, and I was saying about the Gabrielle Union thing, you know, we don't know people's backstories. We don't know how they got to where they are. We don't know their experiences with different things. And I don't know how all these women are talking about such places as peace and splendor and all this if they're, you know, if they don't reveal how they get there or who they're having this amazing sex with or who they're this, that, and the third. Like, I know things were amazing for 13 because we made that way. You know, things are easy when there's ease. And you either say to yourself, okay, am I going to learn more or am I going to just continuously put myself in situations to think that I am, but I might be repeating the same pattern of behavior. And um, is there any way we can take a call? Can we go over? I thought there was a gong in the back. Yeah. I didn't. I'm, I don't know what that was. Can you? Is there a, any way can we go over? Or does it just does it cut off at ten o'clock, or does does it go over like fifteen minutes? I don't remember. It was so long ago. Um, I don't remember. Um, but I say all that to say, you know. Um, I don't know what I would have done if we just kept up what we were doing the way we were doing it. There was so much inconsistencies and stuff. And then you're like, you know, it's up to yourself as, as women and say, you know, can I, can, I, can I sleep well at night with um, knowing certain things are in order or am I just in a space or in a pattern place of behavior for what people expect, you know? And we've watched a lot of people really burn themselves out by being something that they knew that they weren't, you know, and um, that's just really unhealthy, you know, and one black thing I, I want to say is that black people oh, competition is at an all-time high. To the point that they, they try to, like, cut each other's throat to be at the top when they cut everybody's throat to be at the bottom. And I think that absolutely, um, and it really is just for money because that's what we notice. It's like, all right, even at our brokest, I'm not going to steal your your dime on the tape. I'm not going to do certain things like that. But that doesn't mean that other people that are in spaces of desperation won't. And it's just to be aware of the difference. I think at the very root of it, as a people, a so-called black man, a so-called black woman, I think at the very, very underlying core and an etheric level, like we feel like we failed each other. And everything that happens physically is a manifestation of that. And until we get to the point where we can forgive that failure within ourselves and each other, we're going to continue to try to create other people and other, and other to carry uh, situations on to run mm-hmm. into and not deal with who we are to the point where what we're going to, like we're never going to be, you're never going to bleach, like black people are never going to bleach themselves out where they don't exist. That, that will never happen because there's too many black no. people being born all over the world. So at some mm-hmm. point, we all have to accept who and what is going on and deal with it. Like when Trump said mm-hmm. that these people come up from shithole countries, niggas who you wouldn't even think That's what Haitian came up. This white man got on TV, I, this nigga looked straight white. He was like, I quit, and he started going in, and then like going in and out of Creole. I'm like, damn, this thing was was in the the old the over office. Like this dude was really mm-hmm. going in. So I think in the end, you it never comes know down who. to us mm-hmm. being together and being open in communication and super able radio as we delve into these different things and coming shows. Inshallah, we'll uh, we'll go into and more of that. We couldn't get into any calls, but we'll get into it next week. I think we might do another one. I think we have a couple of weeks, so we'll probably see um, see everyone on Sunday. I'm thinking Sunday might be good. Uh, Sunday's kind of a chill day. Sunday's a good day. Yeah. I don't know if Sunday things, but I'll find out from you, and I'll we'll definitely talk out. to you. And also, um, thank you to all the listeners. If you guys have questions, definitely email or thing. I don't know why we can't take any calls. Did, did the switchboard not work? Well, the show is it, an hour. Not no. You know, it's it's working. It's just we're down to the last like five. Okay. So the next thing, anybody that has any questions, definitely call in. And I, you know, I say um I say all that to say, don't be afraid at the assumptions that people make. Know the the reality that you live. Don't feel as though you have to always trumpet or cheerlead it through the streets. Just live it for yourself. Know who you are, and don't let anyone make you feel as though you have to compromise those truths for anything or anyone. 
stay true to yourself, love each other, love your children more, take care of your loved ones and each other, and um, even if you're not together, respect when you were. Peace. Peace.